Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn, Unleash damn. the power Jason Waller here, True Underdog. We've got a great show for you today. We've got a roundtable with four entrepreneurs. Myself, I'm going to introduce on my right first, Brian Elias, CEO and founder of Refloor, a.k.a. B. Brian, say hello. How you doing? And then I've got Jeff Franter Cajanelli. Did I say it right, Jeff? Good enough. Good enough. And he is the money man, owns a wealth management company. Jeff, say hello to the Hello, everyone. There you go. And then on my other left is Jeff Sloan, CEO and founder of Startup Nation. We call him Mr. Startup. Indeed. Okay. So Thanks. what we're going to do on this show, we've done a roundtable before. We're going to talk about opening a business. We're going to talk about overcoming adversity. We're going to talk about investments, opportunities. Everyone here has either started or been a part of opening a company that have been successful, whether they sold them or, or they lost money. Either way, we want to get, make sure that we're sharing the tips, the advice, and the information to make sure that you can take whatever you're trying to build to the next level. So I'll start on my right. You know, Brian, you built a company up called Hanson's Windows. Uh, we've talked about it before in the podcast. And, you know, you sold it. You did really well on it. What was that transition like? How long did it take you? I'm sure you had in the beginning many days and nights where you lost money or you were struggling and you had to overcome that. What was that timeline like? And then now what are you doing since you've really received the fruit of your work? Well, I, first of all, I didn't have a podcast like this to teach me anything along the way. Right. So I made every possible mistake that all of the listeners are going to make if they don't think about what the end looks like before they start. I just did it because I wanted to start a business. I didn't think the whole thing through. But you want to figure out exactly what you want your business to look like five years down the road. 10 years down the road, you want to be thinking of selling your business from the moment you start your business. And typical entrepreneurs worked for somebody else, said, oh, I can do this. And all of a sudden they're in that business and they don't have that plan. Today, everything that I do has a plan. I have a wealth management guy sitting next to me. He's enormously good at what he does. He's well-known throughout the whole community, but he's got a plan that he follows and works that system every single day of his career. And that's why he and I get along so well. Right. Well, that's good advice. And you're absolutely right. We're always talking about goal setting five, 10 years, also short-term goal setting. What does 30 days look like? What does 90 days look like? What does the first six months look like? You know, let's jump over to you, uh, Jeff F., the money man here. You know, you've been doing this a long time and I, you have got the most ADHD I've ever seen in my life. The episode you were on previously named that, uh, you're watching wall street numbers. You're messing with people's money, including mine and other people around here, right? What is that like every day? How do you grind? How do you build your business and what kind of struggles do you have to overcome? Well, the one thing I will tell you is, uh, first of all, thanks for all the kind words. I appreciate that. I mean, doing this for almost three decades and give it Good, the Good, you owe me a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Giving it the passion that I believe um, is necessary, especially in today's environment, but in the type of work I do. But the reality of the situation is, you know, you, you can't get complacent. You cannot get complacent because complacency is going backwards and the competition's fierce and it's only going to get more and more competitive 
in this country. It's just the way it is. And the minute you think you could take the foot off the gas and maybe go in overdrive, I promise you, you will pay for it dearly. In addition to that, I can't argue uh, with anything I've heard. You have to have a plan. You have to have a vision. Do you, you know, get up in the morning without knowing what you're going to do that day? You know exactly what your plan is for that day. Why wouldn't you do that one year out? Why wouldn't you do a vision of five years out? And I can tell you right now, if I get someone who wants to invest, for example, and I don't understand what their time horizon is, I don't understand what their risk willingness is, and I don't understand what their goals are, how in the heck can I guide them and counsel them? It's no different for a business. And I've watched the successes to my right and to my left, and each of you has all those ingredients that are mandatory. And, and furthermore, why go and make the mistake? I have the benefit of dealing with new wealth, and I have the benefit of dealing with generational wealth. And I'll tell you this right now, you want to learn from the generational wealth because they've already hit the hammer to the thumb. Let's not go figure it out. Let's learn from them. Let's surround ourselves with the best. Let's be able to sponge off of their experiences, be wise of what we're taking and what we're using, and, and make sure that we give ourselves the optimal chance of success. Otherwise, why do it? Why even waste your time? No, I, I very well said. I would agree. And you're right. You're dealing with different personalities. They're similar personalities, but different needs and wants, right? So what Brian may want to do with his money may be completely different than mine and situational. That's why you've got to talk to people and see what their situation is in order to make their goals hit. So Jeff Sloan, Startup Nation, you've opened many companies, right? We have. Uh, sold them. Tell us when you're opening a business and you get an idea, right? Yep. What does that look like? What should the listeners really try to, you know, because a lot of folks are out there like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to open a company, but then they're struggling. What are some tips or experiences that you've had since yep. you've opened so many companies? Yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, operate a company that both starts new companies. We have a portfolio of companies and an incubator here that we're developing and growing. I've had successes myself individually. And then at Startup Nation, we evangelize for, inspire, and provide how-to information for entrepreneurs out there wanting to start and grow a business. Now, a couple of things. It's one thing to want to start a business. It's one thing to dream. You have to commit. Committing to starting a business is critical. And when you make that commitment, you have to equip yourself. Equip yourself with knowledge. Equip yourself with the right people around you. You have to amass the right resources in order to make it go. And you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. You can't. I love, Jeff, what you said about not wasting time. If you let time go by idly, you're getting killed. And that's absolutely true in the startup world. It so happens that we happen to be at a time right now where you know, having a, certainly a, a crisis in the world, but crisis breeds opportunity. This is an amazingly great time to think about starting a business. And so you have to find a great idea that looks forward in the old way that Wayne Gretzky said it. You got to go where the puck's going to be, not where it is. If you can come up with a business plan that's going to be where it is a few years from now, you get yourself a great plan, great team, get the resources together, and you execute, you execute, execute, execute like a maniac you got a shot to really build something amazing for yourself. No, and, and thank you. That's very well said. And, and I love the Wayne Gretzky uh, analogy oh, there. The hockey, yeah. Hockey's the yeah. best. So, you know, Brian, and, and, and this is, can be open talk, but I really want to figure out the opportunities that we have in our life. There's not a lot, right? I always like to preach, especially on the podcast, that horse comes by only a few times in your life. And if you're scared to take that chance, you're scared to jump on there. Scared money don't make money, right, Jeff? I mean, you got to be able to be willing to lose it in order to make more. And I just want people to understand when you see an opportunity, you can't be scared to make that decision. I know when you got into business for yourself, Brian, you were doing sales, you know, in-home sales, and you're like, I can do this myself. But you took a risk. You took a chance without a paycheck to start up yourself. What is that like? Like reinvesting in the company 
and not having to be selfish. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, the biggest failure I think they have is they try to pay themselves and live like a boss, live mm. like an entrepreneur. Mm. And they don't realize they've got to reinvest and maybe not even get a paycheck or make minimum wage until this thing really starts to take off. And then even then, really be humble. What would you say about that? You building your business like that. I have different types of fear, and I encourage people to have different fear than what they have now. There is not a person alive who doesn't have fear. It's where you're going to have that fear. I'm afraid of working for the same guy for the rest of my life. That scares me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be dependent on him. That makes me nervous. Me depending on me? I love that idea. I know exactly what to expect. I'm probably going to overeat a little bit, okay, because I like food more than I like dieting. I know myself. So I know that I'm going to wake up every morning at 6 a.m. I'm going to work 12, 13 hours that day. And I'm going to make sure that I benefit from the fruits of my labors. And by the way, there is nothing wrong with working for somebody else. Nothing. Okay. Not a thing. And I like that. But at the same token, starting a business isn't also for everybody. But if you have that desire to be that guy and say, I want to do this, you don't even have to, you know, he brought up about the best idea. All you have to do is better somebody else's, execute better somebody else's. Did you invent solar, Jason? I did you not. You did not. But you built a business that sells more solar than other companies do. That's because you put together better processes than the guy you might have learned it from. And that's how this works. So fear is your enemy. But I'd be more afraid of being stuck in a rut where somebody works for a company for years and they end up getting a watch. That scares the hell out of me. Like a hostage situation. You know, you're always held in the corner hostage to what happens to that person you work for, that company, or... Or what have you. So make a little less and do it for yourself if that's your desire. There's nothing wrong with anybody who's on Power Home's team. They love being at Power Home. I've talked to those people. Yeah. But there's somebody who's going to wake up in your organization. Okay. And one day he's starting his own solar company. Guess what? Wish him well. Yeah. Okay. And I hope he does it because that's what this world's about. Overcoming your fears or removing those fears and sending them somewhere else. And once you've done that, I think you're one step closer to getting the life that you want to live. And that's my opinion. I would agree, Jeff. So a couple things um, I would say is, listen, if you play not to lose versus play to win, the outcome's going to be far different. You have to play to win. If you play defensive, unfortunately, you're not going to have the best outcome. And, and to carry it even a step further, and I've used this line multiple times, those of you that know me, but I got to tell you, I continually go back to it. And that is this. Get comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. If you can't overcome your fear, if you can't address head on the obstacles that you're most afraid of, unfortunately, you're not, you're not going to have the results that you ultimately want. You have to overcome those, those things that we self build around ourselves, right? We, we actually make it harder on ourselves mentally. And so get comfortable in an uncomfortable situation is something I was taught from a client years ago. And to this day, I think about it every day. I live by those rules. Yeah. So I, I love being uncomfortable. I love when I'm challenged, okay? I meet with entrepreneurs because I want to make a difference in their life. And it's enjoyable for me to get uncomfortable because it means I'm growing. 
and there's nothing better than growing. If you play not, if you play not to lose, you're going to lose. Yeah. Amen to okay? that. Play to win. I We're agree. only here you, once. That's right. You win. get one shot. You go, got one shot and you're out of here. Go, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, first of all, I love this idea of play to win. That's obviously critical. You've got to, you know, you've got to believe in yourself. You have to dispel fear by amassing the knowledge you need about your industry. You've got to be the guy or gal in that business, whatever it is. You've got to be, you, you know, you're in solar. You know it well. You're in wealth management. You know how to do what you do. And, and certainly, you know how to, you're one of the best sales guys and, and, and a guy that knows how to drive the best out of a sales force and track key metrics, key performance metrics and so on. I've seen you do it. You know where your business is every minute. Whatever it is, you've got to know your stuff and build on little successes, little successes. Take the hill by hill, not the whole step mountain at one step, time. Step by step, baby, no elevator. That's step by exactly step. right. Step by step. And when you do that, you're going to build confidence in yourself. That way, when you get uncomfortable, you know you can overcome. Part of the reasons you like to be uncomfortable, you know you're up to the challenge. You know you're going to win. And on top of that, what he's saying, he says, you got to build these little successes. But if you don't, you know, I, I say this before, and I've, I think I've said it on your last podcast, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Yeah. So when you're building on these little successes, you have to put in front, this is where I'm going. I'm going to 20 million. Great. You have 20 million. You're at 500,000 now. All right. Now you're getting to a million. Now you're getting to 1.5 and you've got to step that way, but you have a destination at the end. So write on a piece of paper, put it on your bathroom wall. Okay. $20 million in sales. Now you have exactly where you're going and then build how you're going to get there. The three steps in business I've used all along. I know I said it on your last podcast. Know you're at, know where you're going, know how you're going to get there. Know where you're at, know where you're going, know how you're going to get there. Most people can't even get through step one and they're trying to get mm -hmm. there. So where are you at? Where are you going? How are you going to get there? If you do, if you know that you're, you're light years ahead of everybody else. This room feels pretty powerful because all four of us think we're the best salesmen in the room, right? I walk in, I'm like, confidence is key. So I'm like, I'm the best salesman. I heard you say, Brian's the best salesman. I know Jeff's a good salesman. I know you are. So the end of the day, I mean, I like to talk about confidence, right? An entrepreneur, you said it, Brian, this isn't for everybody. That's why we've got doctors, mm. we've got lawyers, mm -hmm. we've got senators, we've got nurses, we've got entrepreneurs, we've got, you know, people that race horses, we've got poker players, whatever the world is, whatever your goal is or whatever you're made to be, if it is an entrepreneur, the, one of the things that you have to have is confidence. You can't be a leader if you don't have confidence, mm -hmm. because when you're leading a company or an organization, they're looking to you to be cool, calm, and collective and lead. And rule number one is confidence. You would agree? A hundred percent. When it comes to confidence, I ooze confidence. And by the way, you three are probably better salespeople than me. My thing is, is to teach other people to good sell, to be good salespeople. And I systematically teach salesmanship. So we build a system. We teach that system that anybody can perform well in our system. Right. So you guys are the better salespeople. What I am is I'm a bet. I, I might be better at building the plan. Okay. But I looked at power home solar and I believe you're kicking my butt. So <laughs> who am I to talk? Yeah. Well, Hey, you're my CEO coach. He goes a long way to come and pick your brain. So I appreciate that. What do you think? No, about one, confidence, I, I think one thing that, um, first of all, if you believe wholeheartedly in what you're doing and how you're disrupting or helping that yeah. particular goal, that game plan that you're implementing it, you don't have to sell. You don't have to. You're doing what you believe in wholeheartedly, number one. Number, number two, 
you know, we talk about being the entrepreneur versus the employee. And, and, and I think many times, and I did in the early part of my career, is you treat your client, the point of sale one way, and you teach your team different, you treat them differently. And I've changed that. I actually, I have a mentor as well who actually taught me this. And that being said, you have to treat your team like they're your biggest client. They right? are. Because they are. And they have to care about the client. And, and think about this. We're, we're changing lives, whether it's in the solar, you know, providing energy in a fashion that's more green, one, two, more cost efficient. We're changing things. And, and the same thing applies for our team. How many people work for you, Jason? Over 1,500. 1,500 people that you're changing their lives. You're giving them the ability for financial freedom at some point. I'm, I have 20 people, you know, and I enjoy watching my newest employee buy his first home. I enjoy that. I see, I seek joy on that more so than I ever did in my life. And I think that's something that I know you do, Brian. 100%. I've watched it. I watched you do it. So don't get caught up in we're entrepreneurs. We're all about the money. It's not the case. It's not about the we're money. disrupting and we're changing people's lives for the better. And, and if you have that mentality, you're not selling. You're not selling anything. You're, you're actually doing something you enjoy that you get gratification from. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a really important point. You must pick something that you enjoy. You must pick something you believe in and that you're passionate about. Then selling becomes authentic. And that's when it becomes really easy and highly effective. If it's not authentic, I know for me, I believe in the power of entrepreneurship and startups. I believe in it. I've seen it change my own life. I've never had a paycheck from any entity I didn't have a hand in creating. I've lived when I've been eating peanut butter and jelly, and I've enjoyed a filet mignon or two, you know? And I got to tell you, you have to pick something you really love because when you're authentic, it's powerful. I'm going to go That's against one. that. I'm going to yeah. push back on you a little bit. I never woke up and said, oh my gosh, I love windows. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay? not that you have to love the windows. You have to believe that your team and your product delivers a superior I, product in the marketplace just, that you I can wanna, have confidence I'm in not, selling. I'm not arguing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love well, what you're saying. This is why I like having all of us on I, here. I, this is good stuff. I, right I, I love what you're I, saying. Okay. There was not a point that, but what I did love is building a business in training people, in teaching, and growing. That I was passionate That's about. That's your why. Your so why was building. It was right. building, yeah. okay? So when people say, well, gee, I should go into business because I love it, I don't want them to misunderstand the point that Jeff's trying to say. I know what he's trying to say. But you can't love every business that there is. What about roofing? No, no, no. You Can love, I get excited? Brian, you love your business. You love your team. I, you believe now, in the quality of the right, product right, right. you deliver, and, right? That, that's all. Yeah, his his I mean, wife's his I, I building his yeah. company, but not the product it's itself. Right, right. Correct. Yeah. It's the game of building yeah. it and building success stories. I love solar, but I did home security. I never thought I'd do home security. It's like, oh, that's, and I built it, but I got excited. My high, my drive, my why was how can we get this to continue to be big? And like you said, Jeff, there's nothing better than when you're helping people and you get that call and it's like, I bought my first house. I just bought my girl a, a, a wedding ring. You know, all those things. I'm having my, you know, my first kid. You can't put money on that feeling when you help people. Yeah. My, the, that's what this the is about. The thing that I love that I did is I built millionaires. Yeah. Okay. My ideas made other people millionaires. I love that. Yeah. This is America. This is a great country. It is. We're lucky to be here. People don't break into socialist countries going, <laughs> oh my God, I hope I can have socialism in my life. Okay. They break into America because there's opportunity. And there's tons of opportunity. I always laugh. They're like, well, some people are less fortunate. I go, you got all of these Arabic people have come to Michigan, okay? Not speaking a lick of English, not a single word. They're sweeping in a party store when they got here. They worked their butts off and saved their money. 
and bought some small store in Detroit or in the suburbs and built that little store into something. And then they took that money and they built another store. All of a sudden, they're owning hotels all over this community and real estate. And I am blown away impressed by that. Yeah, and the American they, dream. Right, the American dream. And we have all these Americans right here and now who aren't taking that opportunity. You give me a paintbrush and I can make $50,000 to $100,000 a year with a paintbrush. I'll go out, knock on doors, painting, painting, painting. Oh yes, I need painting, great. Okay, and I'll build a team and I'll build a business from a paintbrush. Only if you have a good jingle though, right? Right, you have to have a good jingle, okay? But at the same time, you have to be not afraid to go out and get the business. Right. If you want, by the way, America's a great country. People are like, well, different people have different opportunities. Walk into McDonald's. You get a guy who goes to work at McDonald's. He makes $10 an hour. That's great. Okay. All of a sudden he becomes the team lead, the shift manager, the assistant manager, the assistant general manager, the manager of McDonald's. All of a sudden he's making $65,000 a year. America is truly the land of opportunity. Show up to work. Yeah. You can't do that yeah, in other countries. People forget that. They get too needy here. They have their hand out too much. They make excuses. They look for reasons why they're failing rather than reasons why they're not succeeding. And they got to focus on winning, not losing. You can go to McDonald's right now and start there. In three years down the road, you'll be minimally the assistant manager if you work hard. Minimally. People don't they're, look at it that way. That to me is, you know, the golden arches, call it what you will. That's not to take advantage of what this society has going for it is insanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to work a dead end job. Find a place where you can, you know, make your mark. And McDonald's is a great place. And they've got opportunities, you know, using the franchise model for people to open up a franchise with, sure, it. you know, like sure. Chick-fil-A, you got to work there. You got to do all these things. One of the things I try to emphasize to our people at Power Home like what you said, Jeff, treat your employees kind of like they're the, they're the customer. You want to show them that love is we're trying to empower them because whatever we do in the near future, whether we have a transaction and, and, you know, we get bought or partnered with someone or our goal is to go public, right? We want to make sure that we take care of all of our employees, right? The person that comes in to clean the bathrooms all the way up to the VPs, right? Where somebody's going to get something that's going to have a transaction life. So I challenge my employees. I was lucky enough to be in the Inc magazine where they had a whole article in there talking about all our employees need to act like they're owners because they're going to be, right? So that's the point. When you get in a good business, you don't have to take all the stress home and the sleepless nights and the hair falling out or dyeing your hair and all the shit that I do, right? But what you can do is you can be a part of something great that you love, that you're making money and move up in a company. It could be McDonald's, could be Power Home, it could be Wealth Management, it could be Startup Nation, it could be, you know, Reflow, it could be whatever you want it to be, but there's always an opportunity. And then they, they gives back if you're at the right place. And let me tell you something that I liked about you that I don't think I've ever told you. I met you at the gym. You backed in, okay? It was right in front of me and, you know, his Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Lamborghini, by the way. It was a Tesla, I can tell you that. I don't drive a Tesla, go ahead. It was a Lamborghini. He's backing in. It says BAM on his license plate, B-A-M. So I walked in. I complimented his car, okay? Made a couple of wisecracks because it's, you know, this, powder bluish oh. and I've got blonde hair. I get it. It's, okay, a, midlife so I, crisis. So, it's a midlife crisis. So, thing. Go ahead, you know, Mike. I'm thinking he meant bam, bam. And yeah. I asked him about it cause I was curious and it stands for build a movement. Mm. And I went and I toured his company and I spent time with his people. And you know what? He really is living 
is build a movement. And yeah. I've never, ever seen anything cl- quite like it. So we started to talk and I took what he's already done and I'm like giving him other ideas to continue to grow on because his ideas were so good. He's building a company of yeah. internal entrepreneurs. And I love that. Building a company culture is so critical yeah. to success. That's what you're picking up on. You know, I walked into your office the first time I met you and I saw you say, hey, got to go. I got my whole team getting together at 10 a.m. this morning. We're doing a big rally and in the, in the, in all those people were around. And I'll tell you. The one thing I noticed, you got up, you gave the talk, you told the team where we are, what we're achieving, what we could do better at. But I'll tell you, there was a company culture there. They appreciated and respected you, and they were bought in. They were dialed in. They were bought in. And it was their company. And you could tell. You had each one of them get up and talk, or several of the people. They talked like it was their company. And that was a beautiful thing to see. Clearly, there was a company culture there driving the whole thing towards success altogether in unison. And it was powerful. Thank you. Thank you. key. Culture is here. And you've got great yeah. culture too. I walk in there, all your people like, and what's crazy is your office is the same here as it is in, in, in Florida, as it is in Indiana, where you got the same screens. And I'm like, which office are you at? If you call me, and I get, right. so I don't know what's going on because it's so perfect. And the team is on point. So, you know, the other thing is we're getting ready to wrap up here in a couple minutes. And I appreciate the kind words. Thank you, Brian. And so I'm a big believer, you know, when I opened up my business, this is the third company. I didn't know what EBITDA meant a couple of years ago. That's a statement that it was true. I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck is EBITDA? I didn't know. And I've learned now. And I've learned as you get into the big <laughs> business point, oh, I got to bring in, you got to bring people around you that are smarter than you, right? I brought in a president that has been groomed, you know, the Murph, we call him the stash. You know, he's been around a long time. He's older. He's got, you know, he's wiser. I can lean on him for, you know, as we're building a corporation, not just a business anymore and what to do, what not to do and to stay between the buoys. Then we hired a real CFO and all these things. And, you know, we hired a CSO and a, you always try to find people of things you don't have to join your team to it's make critical. you smarter and better. It is critical. Somebody better know. And me meeting that, with you, Brian, like, yeah. you know, a lot of people, entrepreneurs think they know it all. And I'm like a sponge. I'm like, whatever you can give me, I'm going to take. And if you give me 10 great ideas and I love six of them, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a win. If I love one of them, that's a win to learn something. And I think that pride, and I think that, that it, this is a, a struggle for folks out there, whether, whatever position you're in, they're scared to ask for help or want to learn. They think they know it all. And mm-hmm. that is, that's, that's going to make you fail. Or that they have to know it all and then they get intimidated. Yeah, you can't and, feel and that frozen. way. You got to be able to action. talk to people and share things. I like just, to share things and help. And I like to learn things from people because I learn stuff every day from people. As a leader of a company, you need, you need to know what you need to do in order to make it go. You need yeah. to know what spots need to be filled. Somebody better know what EBITDA is. It doesn't have to be you. Right. But somebody, I do now, though. You, well, that's good. Better, better <laughs> that you do. Better that you do. But if you don't, in the early going, you need to focus on what you're really good at. But you better know what spots you need to fill and you better fill them with the best people you can. I agree. And, you know, as long as you have that culture and you have the people that are filling in those spots and helping you out, I mean, you said you had someone you've leaned on, you know, you've had someone that you've leaned on to ask questions. Yeah. And Brian, what about you? You've had someone that you've I have on. several times. Good. And now I make it my business to have people lean on me. So people will actually seek me out and want me to be their CEO coach. If it's the right fit, I'm interested. If it's not the right fit, I don't have the time. But if they, if they beat the drum like I beat the drum and they're aligned with mine, I can certainly guide them in the right directions. There's no question about it. And believe it or not, it makes me feel good inside that I can make a difference in a guy like Jason Waller's life 
which is going to permeate through 1,500 other employees. And growing. Jason, (laughs) flat out, if I made a difference in your life. Absolutely. No question about it. Absolutely. Okay. You know, a couple of the things that I've learned from you, and and so people know, Brian doesn't have an agenda. I don't pay him. We're friends. We hit it off well. He saw an opportunity to help me, and I've seen where he's been successful. And I'm like, yeah, get it. Teach me, show me some of these things I need to learn along the way. And, and by the, the way, he makes more money than I do. There's no question about it. But and I appreciate that. But but I, that doesn't. I don't have the experience. I don't have the knowledge. You're, you you know you you have more wisdom than I do. I love to learn from anybody and everybody. And one of the few things that that I picked on er, you picked up early because there's been a lot of things that you've helped me with is running our organization. I used to have all the executives, and we used to like, all right, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then it was like, hey, you're not doing your job. Well, we're all not doing your job. And, you know, my business partner and best friend, Kevin, we would bump heads. And one of the things Brian told me is like, dude, you've got to be the CEO. Those guys got to report to you and the directors got to report to them. And that was tough for me because I felt like I didn't want a power trip. It was something I had to overcome. But at the right moment, I had to lay down the law and I had a conversation with each one of them. And I said, this is the deal. You report to me. And the rest of the company reports to you. I'm holding you for accountable. If you don't do your job, I'm not doing my I job. I have another way of wording that. This is a dictatorship, not yeah. a democracy. That's right, right. Okay, <laughs> period. We don't get to vote until, well, I don't think I feel that way. Well, that's really just too bad. And <laughs> my team knows that I'm not like it's my way or the highway. If it gets to that point, sure. it's my way or sure. the highway. The buck stops but here. there's things they are much smarter than me on that they go, and I'm like, that's a great idea. Best yeah. idea wins. That, right. Cutting that's that, it. Cutting that balance is key as yep. a leader to Absolutely. be able to encourage and support the input of others on your team. You want to give them that opportunity. You want them to take that ownership and feel confident and comfortable to contribute like that. But at the same time, the buck stops here. But right? Jason, I mean, in the don't end. ever lose sight, which I don't think you do, by the way. Yeah. I'm saying this for the listeners. If you got four people underneath you and three of them are rowing this way and one's rowing a different direction, you're going to go nowhere. You need everybody rowing the same direction. So that doesn't mean not have conflict. But at the end of the day, a decision is made. That's right. Okay. That we're all going this way and everybody's got to follow. And I love that pressure. You talked about, you love, you love the, the fear that I love pressure. I don't know what it is. I just, I feed off it. It makes me stronger. Now, I know you love pressure. That is like your whole hot button right there. You know, dealing with people watching the market, you love, but it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you have to experience it. You have to be put in the corner and see how you overcome that adversity. And that's, what's going to make you different or make you separate from the pack. A couple things that I will say that I picked up from you guys today that I knew some of, and I'm adding to one, have a plan, whatever that is that you're trying to accomplish, have a plan Two, have a passion about what you're doing. I don't care if it's a dad. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's an owner and a runner of, of a business or a coach. Have a passion. My attitude is either you go or you don't. There's no in between. Right. You do one or the other. And then you're put on this planet to leave it when we, we unfortunately, someday we'll leave. Leave it better than you got it. And if we all take that mentality, I mean, the world might implode, but we're, we're going to have some good outcomes ultimately. Right. Yeah. And I think Pretty that's good. every one of you. I'm going to have to go take a nap. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> and the market's open for a couple more hours, but I might have to take a nap. The energy is, is, is it, it's, it's something that I enjoy. I have a passion of being around people like you and birds of a feather, right? So thank you for including me. Yeah, absolutely.
Anything you want to end with? I'm going to wrap it up here, Jeff. No, I mean, again, I would just encourage people, this is an amazing time to take a shot. If you've been thinking about it, you've been dreaming about it, there's, you know, time of crisis creates time of opportunity. There's online this is, businesses. This is, oh, there, online. I mean, oh, my God. So online. Many Everything on online, right from content to commerce. Online. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, so much opportunity. This is a great time to take a shot. You need to do it. If you're thinking about it, you need to make a move. Equip yourself. Get dedicated. Get passionate about something. Execute like crazy. And go for it. And Brian, we, we get excited to see people successful. Absolutely. That's what real leadership, in my opinion, is. When you get excited to see people grow and, and, and be successful, then you feel like you're having an impact. That's what it's about. You can't be haters, right? So that's a wrap-up on our roundtable. I appreciate it. Make sure you check our podcast out, iHeart, Apple, Spotify, Google, CastBox. We've got them all. You can check out our YouTube channel, True Underdog. That's a wrap. Bam! And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam! 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 True Underdog. Bam! 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 Bam!